This is the Revolution Leadership Podcast. My name is Chris and I'm your host. And here we believe that everything in a culture ultimately rises and falls because of its leaders. We'll be sharing with you proven principles, practical examples, and relevant stories in order to inspire and equip you to lead wherever you are. Welcome to the show. All right, well, we're back for another episode of the Revolution Leadership Podcast. I am Chris, and I'm here with the legendary Josue Ibarra. Josue, it's great to have you on the show, man. Thanks, brother. It's good to be on. Yeah, man. Real quick before you say anything, yeah. I just want you guys to know, Chris wrote the book. Oh. I just read it. So oh, legendary oh, things come from you, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, we got Josue here on the show today. Uh, Josue, I actually had the pleasure of graduating from business school uh, up at college, and uh, he's a good dude. Were we on the same team together? We were. We were. Josue was my marketing guy. Yeah. And now he's just, he's killing it, and he's actually leading the school up there right now. So I'd love yeah. to for you to tell our audience a little bit about kind of who you are, what you do, and what you love doing, man. Yeah, of course. So uh, my name's Josue Barra. Uh, if you are reading the my name, you're probably saying Joe Sue, but it's pronounced <laughs> Josue. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. Me and you graduated together. We had a fun time with your project. He was actually the boss, so that's what I'm saying. I actually read his book, followed his lead. He's the CEO of the project. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. We had good people on our team, too. We did. But um, so what I do there now at the school is I'm the business school coordinator at Karis Bible College. Um, I'm also the pastor of ministries at Freedom Church, and I host a podcast called The Heavy Revy Show, which actually I got inspired by the name <laughs> by Chris. And I'm not like I'm not even just saying that. Generally, when you like listen to podcasts or different things like that, you're like, yeah, no, no, you really gave me the inspiration of The Heavy Revy Show. <laughs> So yeah, man, that's oh, yeah. what I do. That's awesome. I totally forgot about that. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> We're gonna have to do a podcast together on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man. So yeah, that's a little. Thanks for the intro, man. Appreciate yeah, that. Of course, man. Um, so we're here just talking about leadership principles. Um, yeah. You know what? Uh, I would love to hear from you, uh, and I'm sure you got some great stories here from this last year. Yeah. Um, but just what are some maybe what are some stories or um, life experiences that you've had pertaining to leadership that you'd like to kind of tell us um, that can maybe impart some wisdom into the next generation of upcoming leader. Sure, man. I mean, I think, gosh, leadership is such a big, you know, term. I mm -hmm. mean, it's so broad. Like, yep. you can go into so many different things on leadership. And um, really, for those who are listening that are young leaders and that are, you know, you really want to go after it, I'm super excited for you. Seriously, like, I wish I would have pursued leadership more mm. uh, at my younger age you know um, it really didn't dawn on to me until I came out here to Karis um, Ben Eichels shout out Ben if you ever watch this uh, he was the junior high youth pastor at Karis Christian Center and I remember just working under him for a little bit him and Chad Tips Tipsy. and uh, yeah Tipsy <laughs> Tips know, dude. Know, Chad. Hey, dude, that dude's a freaking legend <laughs> on the electric he but, um, he's insanely good he's also a good youth pastor yeah uh, and so with that uh, yeah, I remember Ben Eichels, basically, he gave me, he threw the book, John Maxwell at me, um, Developing the Leader Within You, yep. and I remember reading through that, and it just changed my life, and with mm -hmm. that, I just pursued it, you know, fully, and all those things to say, I think, you know, one of the cool things in my journey, if I just self-reflect, is just being faithful with the little that God gives you, mm -hmm. um, and for those who are not spiritual, I mean, again, the principle still applies, just be faithful with whatever you have, mm. it may not be where you want to be, yeah. but if you stick with it, um, man, God promotes you, mm. and it's it's awesome. You know, truly, if you stay humble and you just stay committed to the little things, you know, starting, you know, at Karis as just a volunteer, um, at 
all I did was, you know, vacuum, sweep, and just, you know, pick up and stack chairs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it's cool because even in that journey, I ended up uh, being able to be like a junior high pastor for a little bit. And, uh, you know, I got to leave in, in great terms and join Freedom Church and mm. help out there as their youth pastor, then pastor of ministries, then, you know, on my you know way to business school coordinator, all these mm -hmm. different things. And so all that to say, those of you who are listening, one big leadership takeaway or just one cool story to, with that is just be faithful, man. Mm. Be faithful with what you have. Mm -hmm. uh, because really leadership, what I'm thinking, Chris, and you probably have some stories on this too, uh, just that leadership is not based on any title that you have it's mm. just who you are and how you act and respond yeah. you know what i mean totally um like you don't have to have the title you know director you don't have to have the title jefe mm. you know, which means boss you know uh, i'm fronting too i don't even speak spanish this is <laughs> um but like you know what i mean you don't have to have the title man you, yeah. it's just how you operate and connect well mm. with people mm. um but yeah man that's kind of my feel on leadership and just the story, um, I don't know, that man, um, tell me something that you want to hear. Like, what specific yeah. story or something? Sure. I mean, anything, is there any kind of like, I don't know, uh, like for me, so full disclosure here, uh, it's a little <laughs> cheesy, but I, I was really inspired, like, from not necessarily just leadership, but just in general. Like, I love cartoons and comics and stuff growing up. Okay. So, I mean, Captain America, dude, when Captain America came out, <laughs> I watched Captain America so many times yeah. because I was like, hey, even though this guy's fictional, there's still principles that apply right. in what he's doing. So, like, I love the story of Captain America yeah. because, I mean, as you can tell, see all the, you got all the red, white, and blue, <laughs> I'm ripping the flag and everything here. Come on. Um, but, I mean, I love, I love that story because even though it's fictional, it still contains, you know, truths that are eternal right um you know leadership stories from grandpa uh whatever so even if uh maybe not a story even but just maybe uh you know what's an example maybe you've seen of good leadership um yeah. what's like a person or two that you look up to that uh maybe that inspires you yeah well i think i think i would just start with my dad my dad's a mm -hmm. pastor and so okay. like he was just well really good at making hard decisions mm -hmm. really good at you know connecting with people loving on people um, and that's one aspect uh, in leadership that I've, I've really grasped from him is, you know, the old shake the hands, yeah. pat the backs, but genuinely mm. mean that, you know mm. what I mean? And genuinely yeah. care for that person. Mm. Um, because I don't know, sometimes I, I can understand, and you guys probably understand this too as a young leader, sometimes you may see things that are gaps or some things that need to change mm. and you get frustrated with what's in front of you. Mm. Um, and sometimes, you know, you think, well, it's all on the boss. The boss has to make the decision. The boss mm. has to make the change. Um, but really, it's to me, it, it doesn't matter title-wise. It's just what is your influence? Mm. How can you uh, make the influence or get people to buy into what you're believing in or mm. what you're seeing it? And so kind of tying it back to my dad, uh, again, one of the things that really inspired me and what he did was just he was good with people. Mm. So if you're good with people, people are just going to buy in. They're going to naturally... Mm gravitate towards you yeah. um, I have a lot of friends uh, I don't know I've, so Chris showed me this awesome place by the way no. man your guys's leadership institute is phenomenal <laughs> seriously man like Thanks, man. those of you who are listening you guys need to plug in and get connected <laughs> and they're they're the real deal I mean they're really you guys are really making disciples uh, what it looks like and the Thanks, people man. here are just so friendly mm. Um, but I'm saying all that to say uh, they had like this poster of all people's different kind of personality types and different things like mm. that. And so I don't know if you ever took the Enneagram. I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. Uh, what'd you come as? Uh, I think I was an eight. An eight? Which is oh, like that's awesome. 
Isn't that like the most loathed uh, Enneagram type? I actually, <laughs> no, no, I kid you not. You can ask Eddie. Eddie's watching with me. Um, he, I love eights. Okay. Eights are literally my favorites. <laughs> a lot of people don't like eights because eight in the Enneagram is like people who are challengers, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So again, I'm tying all this back to, again, leadership principle from my dad being good with people, mm. right? So Enneagram, eights are challengers, and that's what I, uh, the story is actually going to bring up. Okay. I know of a lot of eights that want to get things done, yeah. and, but they push the agenda a little too hard, mm. right? They're not generally good with the people tactics mm. or patient mm-hmm. to get the buy-in and take some time. Like I have uh, someone who's uh, um, working with me at Freedom, and I remember she was like basically telling me like, man, you see all these changes this way, like why don't we just go in and just do it? Mm. And it's like you gotta get the buy-in. You gotta work with people to trust you, mm. or you can slowly. You know, you can't turn the Titanic on a dime. You know yeah, what I mean? Like slowly and being patient with what you have, and so mm. eventually those changes do come to pass. So I'm saying all I'd say, like for my dad, just good people skills, man. Because mm. again, you need good people skills in leadership. Because if you don't have it, you can have all the good ideas in the world. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are eights. Mm-hmm. I told you that's why I love mm-hmm. Chris, man. Because you're eights. Um, we have to force ourselves but here, to here's slow down, I which is why this. we're drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, I would say this, man. Even when we were in business school and you were uh, doing your project, you were a pretty healthy eight. Mm, thanks, man. No, seriously. like <laughs> Most eights are pretty aggressive, and mm. you're, you're, you're sweet. Man. Thanks, bro. You're, you know, like honey wine or something. Appreciate like, it. I know. know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say, like, man, um, you have to be good with people, man, because, again, you can be right even. Mm. Yeah. You can be right, mm-hmm. but if you're not good with people, people won't buy in, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, um, I saw that interview with you and Clay, and uh, you kind of quoted Maxwell on that too. It's like, if no one's following you, mm-hmm. you're just going for a walk. You're yeah. not really leading. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? True. Um, so yeah, that's that's a pretty cool story, man. Let me hear yeah. something from you, man. What? Uh, tell me sure. about your grandpa. I, I know you mentioned him a couple times, even yeah. prior before. Yeah. Uh, so you know, my grandpa's cool because he's not he's not a, a so when people think of leaders, you know, they think of the guy in front who's like, you know, the man. The big speech. Yeah, the big, yeah. you know, the extrovert, whatever. My grandpa's not really like that. My grandpa grew up in Canada, um, and he basically bootstrapped himself into success. Wow. Um, so, I mean, he grew up, uh, I'm probably botching exactly the, the details, but basically, you know, wintry cold, freezing cold, uh, in like a trailer or something, you know, sn- shoveling snow all the time, you know. And uh, he ended up coming to America, meeting my grandma, who's from Holland. Um, But one of the things I loved about him is, um, you know, he, like I said, he's not, he was an engineer. So um, he's got an engineering mind. He's very technically minded. um, And he worked for Northrop for a while, just working on planes. Mm. Um, And one of the things in retrospect, you know, when I was younger, that I saw from him was his passion Mm. for planes. Um, And it was never, you know, again, we think of passion like this, like burning fire it's not the way my grandpa is my grandpa shows his passion in his attention mm-hmm. his attention to detail yeah and i picked up on that because he would i remember coming um they had, they had this big basement up in monument and he had this jacuzzi that they put a uh like a big cover on and then every year he would build this huge uh not diorama but basically like like a whole like a town like this mm. whole town like he like hand built it wow. and he'd buy stuff like from different craft stores and it was this huge micro city huh. that he built by hand with like a running train and like ele- electricity and stuff everywhere and he just spent so much time 
pouring his his time and effort into that thing. Yeah. And what I learned was he, you know, it sounds funny to be talking about that with leadership, but I like to follow people who are excellent and who love what right. they do. And even if it's not their career, people who are passionate about something or another. Yeah. And so it's cool because that's kind of evolved into now I'm actually looking into aviation, um, <laughs> looking into getting my private pilot's license and, awesome. you know, that kind of thing. Um, with Corey, mutual friend of ours. Um, and a lot of that is because my grandpa was so interested in aviation when I was wow. a young kid. Um, and that translated itself into a passion into my heart. It feels kind of like a legacy for yeah. our family. Um, but it wasn't something that he led, like, go be an aviator or go, yeah. you know, whatever. It was just I followed him because innately I saw his desire mm. and his and his love for planes. Right. You know? So for me, I think good leadership um, also is it's a it's a very internal thing. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can't, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but it's true. Like if you can't lead yourself, you're not going to lead anyone else. Right. So what that showed me is that he was comfortable enough with what he was passionate about that he was he was okay with following that passion. And a lot of times, people aren't cool with following passion within them. A lot right. of times, people are like, oh no, you know, I need to be let's say responsible, or this is this isn't something practical. So I'm going to spend my time just making money, or uh, maybe it's too risky, so I'm not going to follow that. So I think a lot of times leadership starts even even uh, more close than we think. Yeah. And that's within the relationship within ourselves. You know, wow. we're being able to relate to our own passion and our own heart and follow that. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's so, so good, man. And that's like amazing. even hearing that, you know, one thing I'll throw it as advice on leadership, guys, is even your relationships with people like you you know i can tell mm. your grandfather left a thumbprint on you man yeah. you know what i mean and, and i'm sure there's other things in life you know that he's left a thumbprint yeah. uh on you and same with my dad and so like i understand there there are probably some who's like i don't have that you know mm. you're probably thinking i don't have that good influence you know mm. my parents are jerks my you know grandparents aren't, aren't around or mm. whatever and so for those of you who are in that i encourage you to plug in somewhere you know maybe you know somewhere like here <laughs> those of you who are just listening i'm talking about you know uh the five revelation revolution revolution close enough revelation, revelation. have you read it no have you read but no like seriously find someone that you can connect with and really mm. just draw from um yeah. because again it's true like whoever you're around that's what you'll become in your yeah. leadership you know again my dad he was very people oriented so course I'm gonna gravitate towards that you mm. know he's also very humble mm. I'm gonna to gravitate towards that I'm humbly saying that by the way <laughs> that I'm humble you know <laughs> um, but no man like seriously like it's it's really cool and just even what you're saying like finding the discoveries within yourself mm. the passions that you love um, and that's the deal like you really got to follow that passion in your heart mm. and like um, here's a story for you right yeah fat man on a horse Hey guys, this is Chris with just a couple quick reminders. First, if you want to be on the show, I'd love to have you. We're doing a Q&A segment where we tackle your questions pertaining to leadership, so be sure to leave us your question in the link below. Second, the best way to support us is to partner with us for as little as 99 cents a month, and be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share, and leave us a positive review on whatever platform you use to listen to the show. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. All right. Okay. All right. Fat Men Sounds good. Horse. This, you know, big man was, you know, excuse me, I'm pretty big too, so I can say it, you know what I mean, <laughs> whatever. Anyways, this fat guy, he's riding on the horse, you know, he rides into town and everyone 
sees him, mm-hmm. and they're pretty much making fun of him, like, oh my gosh, he's going to break the horse, or like, <laughs> look at that horse, he's sweating, like, oh my gosh, they're really grown this guy. <laughs> so he gets off the horse, you know, he does his business, and then he walks to the next town, you know, pulling his horse. Mm-hmm. Walking to the next town, and it's far, you know, it's basically the soles of his shoes are gone, he's he's tired, you know, he's drenched. And people in the next town is like, this guy's an idiot. Like, he has a horse. Why isn't he riding the horse? That's what the horse is there for. That's a strong horse. All that to say, no matter what you do, people are always going to say stuff. <laughs> no, end of the day, man. That's people true. are going to comment or say different things. Yeah. And so there are some of your passions that, and I, I believe this as a believer, as a Jesus follower, that there are some of your guys' passions that are God-given. Mm. And you need to pursue it. And some people will think you're crazy. I, Chris, I bet you people thought you were crazy for going to a Bible college. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. I know um, some of my friends thought I was ridiculous. You know, I wanted to go play football, and that was something that I was good at and had a passion at, Mm. um, but ended up switching over, and they're like, dude, you're waste, man. Like, Mm. you're throwing talent away, man. You should pursue this. And, again, no matter what you do, people are going to comment. You know, they're going to say different things. And that's one thing, tying it to leadership, too, Man, sometimes you just got to make a decision in leadership. Yeah. Make yeah. you know when you, those opportunities come towards your way as you advance in leadership. And again, people aren't always going to be hundred percent agreement with you. Mm-hmm. People will comment and say that was the dumbest you know decision you ever made, or mm-hmm. that was a dumb choice. Mm-hmm. But you can't let that affect you, man. If yeah. you don't live for the applause, you won't die by the booze. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Um, so, anyways, I don't know how we got off on that. That's but, good, man. Uh, all that to say. Fat man on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Fat man on a horse. You'll never forget it. Right. No, that's good, man. I You said something earlier that, that kind of struck a chord with me, but you were talking about influence. And you said something to the effect of, you know, you're responsible for the influence that you have. And I think that's super important because people, I, I think it's easy for people to think, you know, I'm a leader when I get this. Or I'm a leader once, like you said, once I've been given the title. Well, the truth is everyone has been given some kind, some amount of influence, whether that influence is over a country or just with yourself and each person that you meet every day. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's important to be able to to learn to steward that influence that you have and learn to recognize the influence that you do have. Right. Because I think also people make the mistake of assuming that they have influence somewhere that they don't. Ooh, you know what I mean? That's good, yeah. Um, it's like just because you know I'm a musician or something doesn't mean that I have the authority or the influence Right. to run up on stage with my favorite bands playing. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think uh, I think that's super important to uh, to be able to recognize the influence that you have yeah. and and know where it's at and how to use it. Right. So it's good. No, it's good, man. It makes me think of like, you know, three things that you really just hold on to, especially if you're young in leadership, is one, the hunger, the drive to want to grow in it. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, because here's the thing. When you're hungry, you don't need a title. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, when I was at uh, Freedom Church and just started out there, I was the student pastor. Um, now being in this role, I pretty much uh, help Pastor Joe and Tessa with their executive team and kind mm-hmm. of leading that team. And to, to me, I would see like the Paul Milligan to Andrew, mm-hmm. pretty much, right? Yeah. Run the operations side of, yep. the, of those things. And here's the deal. I just bought buy-in with each of those executives mm-hmm. even before I was a POM, you know, mm. before I was the pastor of ministries. Yeah. I was just a student pastor. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. you don't need the title, but have the hunger to want to grow in your leadership, mm. not in an ambitious way to yourself. And that's one thing I'll say about ambition and hunger 
it's not wrong to be ambitious, even as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes we think as Christians, ah, no, you got to be timid, you got to be soft. No, be hungry. I remember when the disciples were fighting over who was going to sit next to Jesus, or basically talking about being in leadership, right? Yeah, right. Jesus rebuked them, mm-hmm. but he didn't rebuke them for being ambitious. Mm, he good. rebuked them for the, <laughs> the, what they wanted, to, how they were going about it. Yeah. It's you good. know, and so that kind of leads to that. The second mm. thing is like, okay, I know we're not teaching; we're just talking here, right? <laughs> but all this to say, like, okay, I'm hungry, I'm ambitious, but then the second thing is just the servanthood, really mm. being humble, man. Yeah. If you're humble, God will promote you. Mm. End of the day, I truly and firmly believe that. I've, I've met people that are not even Christians, but that operate in humility, mm. and they have moved up in advance. Mm. Yeah, kind of deals with people, you know, people, um, people skills. People are much easier to open up to someone who's humble than someone who's very arrogant mm. and you know thinks they know their stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just something to be cautious of. So operate in that humility. Mm. Um, and as you do that, you know, again, um, a practical skill or a practical advice I would give to somebody when you're learning something or you're operating in leadership, whatever book you're reading. Find ways to apply it, man. Mm, um, yeah. You know, for me, after coming out of business school, um, I immediately loved what uh, Stephen Flores was doing, what Corey was doing yep. in the consulting world. Yeah. So I literally called up all my friends that were doing business, <laughs> and I said, can I just sit down with you? Mm. Can I just sit down with you um, and just pick your brain on your business and yeah. maybe just share some things from what I'm learning in school? Mm. Cool, okay. Started doing that. Started doing that with Freedom Church. Started doing here or there. And again, it ended up turning, and I did it for free mm-hmm. a lot of times, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and now now I'm at the place where people are willing to pay mm. to sit down and just have, you know, kind of a consulting kind of deal, yep. right? Yep. But where does that come from? That comes from just being, again, super humble, mm. but also comes from the drive of pushing forward towards it, you know. Yeah. Um, and the last thing is just patience, man. Mm. Be patient, you know. Patient in your pursuit, patient in going after it, patient in just the little things that he's given you. Mm. You know what I mean? And if you're faithful in those little things, he'll explode it. Like just mm. seeing your life, Chris, man, just being faithful in you, just developing yourself. And you're hitting on this, which is so true, man. Like you can try to build teams. You can try to build a company. You can try to build a church. Um, but it... At the end of the day, if you don't build yourself, mm. you're not going to stand, yeah. you know. Um, so, again, coming to that, that patience of just even just working on yourself. Too, mm. It's good. It's it's funny because, uh, you know, almost sounds contradictory saying be patient but be passionate. Yes. Well, how the, heck, how the heck are you passionate and patient at the same, at the same time? You yeah. know, doesn't, patient, doesn't passion mean like let's go, let's go, let's get it done? I, there's a quote that I love, and it's, um, you know, it's, I think it was Joseph Prince who said it, but he talks about how being what, uh, what, what spirit-inspired rest is mm-hmm. and what, what true rest is. And rest is not um, inactivity, but rather true Sabbath rest is actually spirit-inspired activity. Wow. And what that means is that you can be, you know, you can be doing something with all of your heart and going for it and be totally burnt out. Mm-hmm. You know, you can also be doing not a lot if you know if you have a relationship with God and he tells you just chill out yeah. all right well that's what you need to be doing in that moment and that is the activity that he's called you to do in that moment at the same time if he calls you to do something and it's like some might you know if he calls you to be president or whatever and you know that that's what's up and you go for that you can still be internally at rest yeah. 
yeah. and carry that rest with you. So it's not it's not a matter of you know passion equals nonstop activity. Right. And rest doesn't mean inactivity. Right. But it's finding the spot, being able to be internally restful and you know calm, but doing what you know you're supposed to be do that doing that aligns with what you're called to do. Yeah. You know. So, all right. If you if you had a fortune cook, cookie company, okay. Okay. What is one or two things that you would print on the inside of a fortune cookie pertaining to leadership or let's just say anything that you've heard okay. that that you could carry with you that would be sage advice nice uh well one again quoting back to my dad he would always tell me a winner is a loser who never quits mm-hmm. and a loser was a winner who just gave up that's good you know what i mean and so like i don't know uh, that fortune cookie is someone needed to hear that. All right. So pop that open and read that real quick. <laughs> Write two it down. times, three Write times, down. right? Um, and the numbers on the back is five, seven, two, one, three. I'm but all that to That's say my birthday. Oh I'm my goodness. <laughs> but all that to say, like, man, like seriously, even in kind of coming back to being hungry and being patient, mm. uh, the hunger side of again, a winner's a loser who never quits. Again, people, I mean, we can look at all the amazing leaders in our lives or even people that are, aren't necessarily in our lives, but we read their content where all these different things, like mm. I'm telling you, I, and I am excited to know more about your story and for you to know more, more about mine, but yeah. it, we didn't just come here overnight. Right. You know, we didn't totally. land in our spots overnight. Mm-hmm. It took time yeah. and there were painful moments. Mm-hmm. There are moments, and I'm sure you feel the same, mm-hmm. bro, like where you just wanted to quit or mm-hmm. you just wanted to stop yep. or you didn't want to pursue anymore. And it's like, ah, mm-hmm. but man, you keep going after it. You, again, hunger and patience. You're patient and as you're pursuing, mm-hmm. you become that winner because again, you only lose when you quit. Yeah. You know, end of the day. Yeah. So if you continually pursue it and you're humble in the sense of Lord, wherever you have me, okay, you know what? Fine. The, the way my leadership, I'm not at the boss or the jefe at, at work, <laughs> but you know what? I have my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. How can I bring influence to my brothers and sisters yeah. here, yeah. right? Um, and I'm talking actually like your your blood relative, right? Flesh and blood. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I know. We talk Christian, then it's like, hey, brother or sister. No. <laughs> um, but um, whatever you have, man, um, I'm, I'm proud. My, my bro Eddie's here with, with me, and I'm so proud of seeing him and what he's growing at. I'm going to ride through him the challenge of, Hey, be our setup and tear down lead at church. There you go. Most people would think like that's not leadership, <laughs> man. That's just doing. But now he's getting to the place, and he's at the place where he's not even doing. You know. By the way, if you want to read a good book, read E Myth Revisited. Yes. I love the fact that you have uh, this on your whiteboard. Oh yeah. You guys can't see it, but uh, there there's three types of people. You have your entrepreneur who's a big visionary, your manager who creates the process steps, and your technician who just does. Yep. And uh, Eddie, he's not the technician of set up and teardown. He's literally the entrepreneur in the sense of <laughs> That's awesome. he's has two guys that work under him that set up his you know the the, yeah, the setup side, and you have one guy who does the teardown side, and those guys run with their teams. And so again, all that to say, you know. What he took something that's very minor and you can view it as ah, it's nothing, man. Mm. <laughs> set up and tear down. Mm-hmm. All right, he just wants me to set up and tear down. But you can be hungry in the sense of okay, this is what I have. I'm going to apply leadership mm-hmm. to this. I'm going to do it, and you can grow to the place of where now he's, you know, I always you know point at Eddie's. He's our set up and tear down guy. And people are like, whatever, dude. That dude doesn't even do anything. <laughs> well, why? Because he's over it. You yeah. know what I mean? He's actually leading it. Mm. Um, 
So that's one one thing. I that's good. I, I second that. If you if you haven't read the E Myth, <laughs> read it. It's a little bit of a hard read. Kind of, it gets a little <laughs> gets a little uh, monotonous there, sort of in the middle. But it's really really good. So anyone who's interested in business principles, um, really anyone who who wants to grow in their knowledge of how to be yeah. really anything, E Myth is a bomb bomb book. Read it for sure. Yes. So um, the second uh, thing, if uh, and I know time wise, but Second thing I'd, I'd pull out my fortune cookie would be uh, uh, by four. If you think you can or if you think you can't, either way you're right. Mm. I live with that, man. That's Seriously, good, like, yep. again, I remember, um, and I was talking to an ex at the time, but I remember being in business school, and I saw Chris uh, or Stephen Flores up there, and I just remember seeing to myself, I could see myself being up there. Yeah. I could see it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and again, being patient in the sense of, I'm not telling everyone that, but in my heart, I can see it, you it's know, good. and I only told one person and now I'm able to walk through and just mm. live that, you know what I mean? And so it's like, it's really cool. Um, and again, it's not even the end for me. There's a lot of things in my heart, but again, I'm just being hungry and patient right now yeah. with what God has given me. And here's the deal is the more you're patient and faithful with what God has given you, he's going to give you more tools, more tools. Um, being in school with you, Chris, I've heard a lot of different visionary things that is in your heart, man. Mm -hmm. And it's huge. Yeah. Seriously, guys, it's huge. The whiteboard that he has in his room isn't big enough. <laughs> Even the whiteboard we were at with the three different things. I don't know if you can drop that in the photos or not. But anyways, it's a big whiteboard. But there's more, man. There's yeah. so much more. But as you're faithful, even just with this, yeah. your interviews, your mm. communication, and all the awesome things you do, you know, yeah. he's a professional butt kicker. So all that, it's like, man, he's going to increase you continuing up. Yeah, it's good, dude. Awesome. Well, bro, uh, if people want to get a hold of you, find out more about what you're doing or want to ask you questions or find out about Freedom Church or Bible College or whatever, how what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, just follow me on Instagram, uh, josue.ibarra7. And awesome. I'm sure it's going to be in the show notes. I'll stick it in the show notes below. But Boom. Good, man. Dude, thank you for your time, man. Yeah. It's a pleasure. It's so good seeing you again. And, uh, yeah, maybe I'll uh, make a guest appearance on your show. No pressure. But no, maybe. I would will. love it. I would yeah. love it, man. But it's good to have you on the show. Awesome, brother. Thanks. Yeah. All right, that wraps it up. We'll see you guys again next time. All right, that wraps up this episode. And if it's been helpful to you, please be sure to leave us a positive review and share it. And remember that banners are hailed at the beginning and medals are awarded at the end, but leaders are forged in the long, dark in between. If you're leading, you're taking the greatest risk. Thanks for being a part of the podcast and I'll talk to you again next time.